podcast. I'm here as always, Marina, joined by Explicit. Hey, what's up, guys? How you doing? And this is our after Christmas uh, episode, so we're a couple pounds heavier. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We've got a couple cool new gadgets and stuff that we received as presents, so oh, we're yeah. all excited. Yep, I'm actually drinking one of uh, those little presents people. When someone gave me. It's a it's a Korean drink actually called Rune. Really sweet. Oh, you okay. put, there's like a marble inside. I'm sorry, if you guys hear this. But it's a marble inside. You put something on the top. You just push it down. Interesting. Yeah, really sweet. I, actually, you already you've already tasted it, have you? Yes, it actually tastes pretty good. I can't lie. First thing is is actually natural. Oh really? Yeah. So there's no artificial flavors. For some unknown reason, it, it doesn't get more one. natural than water though. <laughs> I taste this, and for some reason, it just tastes like Fanta, blueberry Fanta. But we'll get to that later. Meanwhile, right now, let's get straight into it. Yeah, because we've got an interesting episode planned today. We always have interesting episodes. Absolutely. But today, we're we're going off to Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. Yeah. And we're talking about the Eastern State Penitentiary, mm-hmm. one of the most rumored to be haunted places in the world, one especially in the places. United States. Yes. But before we get started with that... It's time, it's time to get yeah. lit. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Litty like a motherfucking titty. Litty like a titty. Yep. That's right. So tell me about your Christmas. How was it? Oh, it was lit. You know how Puerto Ricans Christmas be like? It's like arroz con pollo, gachuretas on the side or some pork. But I also got that one Cuban side of the family just want to make something Cubanized. You know what I mean? The congri, and then you also got the, the puerco coming on the side. Of course. And he's like... It, it was it was it was fun it was fun I got I got a a seventy two heavy key piano mm-hmm. which I do play piano I don't know if you know that yeah but you know this actually helps start to make you know do my own music production and whatnot it's more like a hobby but I maybe could use it for something else you know that's cool let's put it out there you know I got that I know that uh, a family member of mine got a nice gaming laptop as well so it's it's really it was really oh nice oh yeah my Christmas was. Pretty cool, pretty cool. I mean, um, spent it with family down in Miami, so. That's awesome. Yeah, I know. Stay right here. Stay right here. <laughs> <laughs> but it was actually, it was nice. I, I had a great time over there. Mm. Played a white elephant game that's going to be talked about for the ages. <laughs> and um, <coughs> Twisted Vic, even though he couldn't join us today. He didn't join us for good reason, though. Because he was gifted with a PS5. That's good enough reason. For Christmas. Absolutely. And he is busy playing the hell out of it right I now. I would so. too. Shit. <laughs> so he, he, you know, he excuses himself for not being with us, but no, he doesn't. He's, he's been having fun playing hell PS5. Hell yeah. He deserves that, man. That's just crazy. So, but. It's not often you get a PS5. Oh, no <laughs> hell. And, and he was definitely surprised with that gift. He was oh, not expecting it I would at be, like all. Like I said, I would do that. That's a pretty big, pretty, pretty big gift. I know that um, I'm also going to, you know, it's like one of those times where you order something and then it's not going to come because of Christmas and shit. So I'm still going to receive more presents. And on top of that, remember, <coughs> I, like I said, I don't know if this is like a whole Hispanic thing, but uh, again, si boricua, we're celebrating tres reyes magos, three ways kings. So you really know that's a bit of another presents, more presents. More presents. More presents. Oh wow! Well, mm-hmm. I'm glad you're gonna be getting more stuff because. Uh, yeah, I think this summer's gonna be closed. So I got some nice clothes too, actually. Oh, that's great! Yeah, clothes is always clothes. needed. Hell yeah. <laughs> Can't walk around naked. <laughs> so, today we're talking about the Eastern State Penitentiary, and I know that you actually got kind of interested. Yeah, uh, I started making a little bit of research on it as well. Yeah, no, I definitely dug deep into this one. It was very interesting. <laughs> Not only to find out about the history. Are you okay there? You need some yeah. water? Well, you got your ramen, raguni, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> so, but it was interesting not only to learn about the history of the Eastern State Penitentiary, but also uh, see some of the videos of some of the uh, ghosts caught on camera or, you know, some of the paranormal activity that goes on in this place. Right. So we'll start with the history. Yeah. It actually opened in 1829. Damn. 1829. In Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. And it was open to house supposedly the violent criminals and uh, reform them. Did you actually notice the uh, this prison or this penitentiary is the origin of the word penitentiary? Mm. It was meant to be a place where the uh, 
men were sent there to repent for their crimes and pay for their penances. To rehabilitate sinners, in a sense. Exactly. So instead of being a prison, it was a penitentiary, a place so, for them to pay their penance. Right. So, and like other simple words, because remember, we're about to get high as all right now, I don't know, to be honest. It's more like a rehabilitation center, but more stricter. Oh, definitely. <clears throat> because even though the original idea was meant for good, it quickly started showing extreme and um, in often cases, abusive and torturous treatment towards the inmates there. How so? Uh, well, for one, they were forbidden to speak under penalty of torture. Ain't that some shit? Uh, they couldn't communicate with prisoners. They couldn't <laughs> communicate with the guards. <coughs> Hell, they couldn't communicate with their families, not even by visits or letters. I bet you that's the one guy in the corner. Hey, I'm going to get a break from my wife. <laughs> 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 Shit. Yeah, all right. Free food. So I'm quiet, goddamn. I'm just gonna sleep it off. This I'm bitch had me work at night. <laughs> <laughs> but no, imagine. And before you even mention it, if I am correct, I will be damned if I'm not. Al Capone served here, didn't he? Yes, he did. He actually served for like eight and a half months. Yeah. I think and it's like eight now the coolest months. thing is <clears throat> his freaking cell. Had fancy It was paintings, decked out. Had a desk, had yeah, a lamp. It was decked out. I mean, it looked super nice. Actually, if you go to <clears> tour <throat> the Eastern State Penitentiary today, they still have it decorated exactly. the way he had They've it. They've maintained it, really. They've maintained it the oh, exact yeah. same way he had it. Wow. So that's interesting. I wouldn't mind going there. I'd actually <clears> like to go there. I just don't want to. I would like to go at night. Ah. Especially to the hole. You know what? Yeah. Speaking as somebody who has a facility. <clears throat> Of communicating with the other side, not sure that I would want to communicate with the spirits that are at Eastern State Penitentiary. I don't give a shit. I would like because they're to not Capone. exactly the nicest. No, but I still like to talk to Al Capone. <laughs> Come on. Now, isn't he the man responsible for the Valentine Day massacre? Yes, it is. Exactly. He actually was. Which don't get, don't get me wrong. I'm not <laughs> I'm not boosting it for the shit. It's actually pretty horrible. <laughs> but like this guy's got some street recognition. That's for damn sure. He definitely does. Uh, I mean, like I heard his name from Brooklyn. The massacre actually it's killed one of his own contemporaries, one of his own men, Jimmy Clark. Jimmy Clark. And he was recorded to uh, be at times by the guards. They would hear him yelling the name Jimmy, saying, Stay away from me. And this was after he had gotten Jimmy killed. Yeah. So could it be that he was already being tormented by a ghost <clears throat> inside of Eastern State Penitentiary? Yeah, that's some interesting but shit right there. Understand with all the ways that because I you know every it happens every jail, and I'm pretty sure it happens here that people pass from sometimes natural causes or sometimes for oh in this jail causes. there were over fourteen hundred deaths, <coughs> uh, because they kept a ledger of all yeah, the deaths. Yeah, they kept a ledger of all the deaths. And some of the right? tuberculosis, tuberculosis, murder, and suicide were the top I not, three. Uh, you know, I wouldn't doubt suicide either because remember they have you completely isolated. They drive you mad. Completely isolated. You were locked <clears throat> up in a cell that was 10 by 8 by 12. Yeah. For 23 hours out of the day. And the only hour that you were let out, you were being let out basically into <clears throat> a private graveyard. <clears throat> not a graveyard, a private... Uh, like a backyard. Basically. Like a backyard yeah. out of your cell you know, that like... was completely walled around. So you still had no interaction with <clears throat> anybody else. And what's in addition, whenever these inmates were being transported... To and from their cells, wherever they were going, yeah. they had a a, a, <clears throat> a hood, like a, a cloth hood on their faces so that they would never learn the layout to try to reduce <laughs> the uh, risk of, of uh, people trying to people escape. Trying to escape, yeah. Did you know there was actually a group that tried to escape it? Yeah, it wasn't the, 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 the Great Escape. Yeah, there was uh, 12 inmates that got together and started taking like half-hour shifts Yeah, and using spoons. <clears throat> they were digging their way. Or wasn't the other ones like crushed cans or whatnot? Like spoons and crushed cans that they would just yeah. try to dig it out, right? Yep. And I mean, it's crazy because you're talking about they were taking half-hour shifts trying to do this whole underground. The ones that weren't digging were in charge of making noise to distract the guards. Yeah, but I'll tell you one thing for sure. They failed miserably. Well, they got caught. They got caught. <laughs> so they never really made the great escape, but it was supposed well, to be. Well, it was supposed to be. They actually burrowed 12 feet underground. Which is a lot. Which is a lot considering the tools they were using. <clears throat> oh, yeah. And the fact that the guards didn't really hear this. Yeah, this would have been. You know? But they were indeed recaptured, and, and after that, they were placed in solitary <clears throat> confinement in the hole, which, if you've oh, seen what the hole is for Eastern State Penitentiary. It's the 
Like you're like in a basement yeah. behind like pipes and shit. Let me explain to you more like exactly <laughs> kind of how it sounds like. Because yes, she is right. It does have pipes, which is pretty nice. They have a heating pipes. They got some shit. Well, it does get cold over there. But <clears throat> these are one of those rooms where you'll never get to see like basically. There were four by four cells. Yep, there's four by four cells, and on top in of that, in very damp and dark conditions. Yes, and especially barely without ventilation. Yep. <clears throat> so that's crazy. I mean, even without being in the hole, yeah. just a regular guys that that started out at Eastern State Penitentiary, single cells, no, you know, no, uh, what are they called? No cellmates. They had no cellmates. They couldn't speak to the other prisoners because <laughs> these walls, they weren't regular prison walls. They were like, if you've ever seen what the outside exterior of this penitentiary is, it's very cathedral, very gothic looking. Very gothic looks looking. like a castle. people though. It was for that, that was reason. the use. That was the actual <clears throat> purpose behind that uh, architecture so, was know, so that people would be intimidated exactly. about, so, by the penitentiary. Even though they wanted the cause to not be such a bad outcome. Because if I'm correct, it was, who, oh wait, something Dickens, right? Charles Dickens? Dickens? Charles Dickens, he, he visited. And, and no, 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 me. no. That was the uh, the founder of the city. The founder. <clears throat> gotcha. But no, Charles Dickens visited it uh, after it had been built. Yes. He was supposed to be somebody that was going to be like... Uh, boasting it, basically. Boasting it and promoting it and everything. And it actually served against <clears throat> the Eastern State Penitentiary. Because when he went there, he started talking about the horrible <clears throat> conditions that these prisoners had to endure to be at that prison yeah. or penitentiary. So it's, I mean, he he spoke out about it. And his words were, like, very just crazy. I mean... You know, for these things you wouldn't believe unless you see it out of a movie. Exactly. Book. It's <laughs> just... Um, but the founder of, of uh, Pennsylvania, actually, his mm. name was William Penn. He's the one that spent time in prison. And um, he said it changed him and inspired him to build <laughs> the Eastern State Penitentiary. Um, he wanted to p promote a place where people that needed that change in their life could find it. But even though they, like I said, they started with good intentions, it really became horrible because... Super quick already with the structure having to quote-unquote intimidate. It would drive the prisoners mad. Yeah. They had no <clears throat> interactions. They had to be walking around with cloth hoods. They were forbidden to speak. It was, I mean, it was torturous. Because if I'm correct, if they do speak or make a peep, basically, they would beat them. Okay. They would they would beat them. They would either dip them in water and then hang them up. And mind you, it was during cold weather, so icicles would start to form on their bodies. Mm. They would sit them in chairs and wind them, like rope them up tight, so tight to the point where it would cut off their circulations and resulted in actual amputations. Wow. Um, <clears throat> and then the worst one was they had one called the iron gag, which was like a metal iron piece I think I that, that went into your mouth yeah. and had like... Uh, Knives, at, not knives, but like, like sharp, sharp edges at the end. And it would be connected <clears throat> to your arms being hooked up behind <clears throat> your back. So any movement your arms made trying to maybe get some more circulation, relieve some pain from being, you know, bound that way would result in you cutting your tongue. So, I mean, think about that shit, man. That is some truly sick shit. And it's like, who came up with these things? If I'm correct, some people did die from the iron gag. It is, uh, it is rumored. <clears throat> we, uh, I guess the prison would not want to make that actual fact known. Yeah, but the thing is, I have actually said. seen the re legitimate files. Oh, shit, then never like, mind. I, yeah, I did this in my own time. And, yeah, it did say a few of them, Iron Gag. I didn't know what an Iron Gag was specifically. I thought it was something worse. I'll tell you explain to me right now what it was. But, nonetheless, there was numerous. There was actually more than one. It just wasn't a lot. Tuberculosis was the most people have died from. Yeah, that was the the main one. <clears throat> yeah. Um, Another was a murder. Murder and suicide. Then suicide. Yeah, yes. Too. Oh no. I mean. And the iron gag was not close to suicide, but it was kind of there. It was getting close. I mean, it, <clears throat> I think in that case you would consider it murder, because it's, it's, it's not something murder. they willingly chose to participate in. Exactly. And on top of that, you know, it just it baffles me. It seriously just sounds like if fucking Jigsaw just gave these ideas. Right? Like, if like you know the one movie? <laughs> just <laughs> strolled in on his little tricycle as these people are, you know, how can we try to uh, show these prisoners that we mean business and that they're not going to be talking because they'll be punished? And The door opens. 
Do you want to play a game? <laughs> I have an idea for your prison. I, <laughs> I have an idea for this penitentiary. <laughs> for real, right? Like, serious. Because it's, it's torture. It's torturous. And you Actually, know, just hearing about that, it kind of reminds me of the very first movie. Now, I remember you telling me that, if, you're, if I'm correct, you do not like the Jigsaw series for no, a whole I different reason. It's not because it's scary, it's just because it's, it's just it's too much It's to work. me, like... Okay, I, I like to get either psychologically scared or just watch slashers or something. Right. But when you're talking about watching people legitimately be tortured and, and actually, endure agony and yeah. pain, I don't want that. Right. So just, <laughs> your child, like, I'm pretty sure you, you've actually seen this scene. I'm pretty sure you have seen it. Have you seen the, the one that one? they're locked up in the bathroom? <laughs> Yes. He, they need to like saw off their foot or something. Yeah. That was like the only piece. Once I saw that scene, I said, fuck, fuck this, this shit, shit. I'm out. Yeah. <laughs> but you've seen the part with the one helmet that the woman was, was wearing, right? I've seen like on, on social open? media or something. Yeah, I've seen several scenes. Yeah. Like several <clears throat> scenes they've shown on social media. And I'm like, fuck this shit, I'm out. Yeah. No, the that's thing not is my that deal. that specific tool, the minute that you get out of the chair, because there was a. There's like a specific trigger that would tick off a timer. You oh, have like yeah. a specific amount of time to find the lock. And uh, her best friends, or I think it was her best friends, oh actual God. intestine. So she has to operate him thinking he's already dead. Right? Because he couldn't move. He was literally just right there. So she had to cut him open and take the intestine out. But no, no, explain afterwards that the guy was completely conscious and alive. <laughs> Give that man a medal, bro. <laughs> the fuck? And the thing is... Is he a cyborg? I mean, what No, he died fuck? at the end. Oh, it's obvious he had to. I'm but he was alive while she was doing that. That's what they do. That's that's what people don't know until later on. The minute he, the minute she started taking, that's it. He was out. But he was conscious. The only oh. thing that he had a specific type of paralysis that I think the jigsaw did right. So that way he could not make a sound. He could not move at all. But he's still conscious. He yeah, still feels you. it all. Now she had to get the key from his intestines and take it out before all that. <laughs> Opens up. No, mind you, this was not at Eastern State Penitentiary for those of you. No, no, this is the movie. This was the movie of. But just looking, yeah, looking at that helmet, and it was oddly shaped to the point where it was specifically made to just cut or just rip open. Really, no, it just gave me. It just it it really did give me the iron gag idea out of that because it was like, what's the iron gag, right? It's supposed to meant to cut your tongue. Yeah, shit, right? It still goes in your mouth. Yeah. The one helmet has a piece, two pieces like this, going in the mouth, so okay, that way it so opens it's similar. up. It's similar. That's they probably got thinking. an idea from, <laughs> from <laughs> the Easter Fuck, Sandman they want Jigsaw. <laughs> Shit. No, no, the Jigsaw uh, got oh, the right, idea from this the was penitentiary. Old. This never was mind. way older. Yeah, never mind that. Imagine if that was the case, though. I think they probably did. You never know. I, I would imagine that people that create things like that <laughs> get inspiration from... For something. Something, so it, they could have very well. Too. Look at this one. Look at this one. Mm-hmm. But no, uh, you had mentioned that Charles Dickens visited them, and he did. He visited yes. them actually in 1842, and he condemned their system. Yeah. Um, he was <laughs> quoted saying, I hold this slow and daily tempering with the mysteries of the brain to be immeasurably worse than any torture of the body. He said they, he, he basically said that they were too solitary, that this was too much, and it would drive men insane. And that's basically what it did for in a lot of cases. These men went insane. And it was, I mean, in one way, they boasted so many good ideas and and had a lot of achievements. The fact that they were a prison that took so many years to build. It started even with a a contest between architects to design that uh, their... The layout that it was, yeah. and the winner actually got a hundred dollar um, prize, boat, like money, <clears> which <throat> would translate roughly to about twenty five hundred dollars today. Yeah, um, that was John Havilon. He was the architect that his design won, and the original design, the original, included two hundred and fifty cells. So really, it was meant to house two hundred and fifty inmates because yeah. this was the purpose of being solitary cells. <clears throat> So 250 inmates, that was the original design. <clears throat> now, from the 250 original uh, cells, yeah. it slowly <clears throat> started to add on. They, there were several additions that were added to this up until the 1920s. They were still adding. Um, but when it was first built, 
they they were able to boast that their prisoners had running water and toilets even before the White House did. So hmm. that's pretty cool that in pretty- that sense. <clears throat> One of their weird facts is that there was even a canine inmate named Pep whom was incarcerated for killing a cat. <laughs> Oh my fucking god. They had a dog. <laughs> he was working the chain gang. <laughs> god damn. But it did have a lot of uh murderers and uh it so obviously that led to murders of different inmates in there and also the suicide like we mentioned. Because of uh, you know you know, it's unfortunate for us to say like this, but almost in every prison nowadays, even there's always at least someone getting shanked in there. Prisons, as much as people don't actually think about it, can actually be very, very dangerous. Wow. Have you ever se- I don't know, have you ever seen a show called Six, uh, 60 Days In or something, something like that? Yeah. Or 30 Days In? Yo, these people have to literally risk their lives. Oh, Because they can't be caught. They can't be caught, so you got to be a regular inmate. Yep. And, and sometimes I have to really blend in. Shit is really serious in yep. freaking sometimes prison, you Sometimes really you know? have to fucking blend in. Like, I, I noticed in an episode where the fucking security... Right, he was testing out to see if the of the if the warden in the, at that moment was actually good or not, or whether he loses temper with the inmate to see how bad it was the cops as well. Because now it wasn't always about the just the prisoner system; it was about how bad the cop system was as well. <clears throat> gotcha. And for example, there was people that already made chinks and shit, and they were able to hide it because the cops didn't check enough. Ah, okay. That's one of the bad things the guy caught, but also they got. The guy got snitched on by other inmates. Oh, really? Yep, because the warden, he, remember, he was pissing off the warden. Yeah. And he was annoying it constantly, like, on purpose, like, calling them names and shit, to the point that it would actually even piss me off, right? But you're yeah. not supposed to be pissed off at that moment. You're supposed to keep it professional. But, um, of course, he snitched on them, and he didn't even he didn't even know he was supposed to say it, but he, told, he said it to well, one of the most dangerous person in there, who was also close to the warden. Wow. Yep. Because this person was, like, completely <coughs> uncontrolled at all. But, you know, it just reminds me of something like that. There's so much going on, and it's not just the prisoners. There's also the guards. And it's also the rest of the staff that works there. Oh, because yeah. you've got <clears throat> doctors that work in the hospital uh, wing and, you know. Yeah. Uh, so many other different levels in there that it's it's not yeah. just them. And this <clears throat> prison or penitentiary was no stranger to riots. There were many riots that happened during. Inside but this came later. This came later. In the beginning, okay. like I said, it was just the seven cell blocks. Um, the the rooms only housed one inmate per uh, per room, and the rooms were just a bed, a toilet, and a skylight. Nothing else. No, you know, <laughs> frills and whistles. Kind of no. It, it was bare fucking bones. The beds were not comfortable. You did everything in there. You ate. You slept. You shit. You I mean you. Because I remember people working there too. Exactly. You know. Um, but then additions were added, like I said, in the 20s. Now, the difference is the additions had no exercise or personalized exercise areas like the earlier ones. So what they would do was they actually would use the adjacent buildings exercise areas at different times and their inmates were using it. So they had to be transported wearing their little hoods during all of this. Um, now, at this point, when they did the additions... Oh, sorry. Blessed be. Thank you. Uh, at this point, when they did the additions, they actually started adding in more inmates. Because, let's face it. <clears throat> That's too much. Philadelphia, there's a lot of crime. No, so, yeah. there's a lot of people being sent to prison. Right. So, at one point, these these 10 by 8 by 12 cells that were originally meant to house one prisoner were holding two to three inmates in one cell. That's where the riots started happening because these riot mm-hmm. these these inmates were like, this is no conditions for inmates to be in here like this, and they would actually set their cells on fire. <laughs> that that's how they would start their riots, and I mean obviously that would lead them to the hole again. Yeah, and the hole was even worse. So I mean, it's not to say that there were a lot of people that died angry in this building. <clears throat> a lot of negative energy. In a lot of negative energy. Mm-hmm. So now I saw a lot of different videos yes. about the haunting side of the Eastern State Penitentiary. In in a lot of them there's a lot of different uh types of entities but yeah. 
it's just it's very it's very scary it is um one of them which let's see and then alcohol hanging out in his room just chill as fuck oh yeah and then alcohol <laughs> chilling in his he's room he's got his luxurious room he's fine like <clears throat> there's videos where you could hear footsteps there's videos where you could hear voices it all depends on the equipment they're also right. using, of course. Know some half of the time but I mean, it's it's no surprise because this was a location that had a morgue on site where more than fourteen hundred people died in that morgue. Yeah. They had a hospital site where so many were treated and 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 died on the hospital tables for tuberculosis, stabbings, shankings. I mean, you name it. It a lot of angry dead souls in this place, and so. <laughs> I mean, some of the things, like, you mentioned that Al Capone was one of the uh, inmates there. Yeah. Now, here's the thing. There was a uh, paranormal investigator that went in there, and when he was in Al Capone's cell, he asked to communicate using an EVP box. And you could clearly hear on the video a male voice saying no. Ha. Huh. They used the spirit box and heard them go away. Mm. One of the guys asked him to say his name, which was Ryan, and heard, shut up. You said Ryan? Yeah. So you watched the same video I did. Oh. BuzzFeed, right? Yes. Yes, absolutely. It was Ryan and Shane. It was like uh, yes. someone who actually believed in the supernatural, the other one was a hard-ass skeptic. Ah, well, yeah. When they were saying <laughs> stuff, uh, he said, no, Ryan. So he right. did say So his he did name. say his name. He recognized And then he they asked what color were they wearing? He said brown, brown and, white, and white, which was the colors of their jackets. Right. Exactly. Now notice how in the, I, I don't know exactly how soundbox what works scientifically in the supernatural or whatever, but what I do know is that sometimes they can run by channels either slower or quicker. And he had that I think at fifty. I bet. He had it like at a very fast pace already. Yeah, it was fifty. So it sounded like it was on the row. It wasn't like taking too much time. Yeah. It only takes too much time. No, this was straight on the row. Brown and white. Brown and white, yeah. yeah I mean, it was, like, it was... Like, there was no break, like no long break and shit. No, so then if you saw the same one, you saw that they also went into the solitary cells and stayed in them, like alone at a time. Yeah, alone at a time. Trying to communicate with the spirits. So, I mean. Uh, yeah, Ryan was hilarious. He almost shed his pants. And... <laughs> that was funny. <laughs> with the prank? <laughs> but, uh. So when Shane was in there, he kept like. He was getting freaked out, saying he kept seeing, like, he thought he kept seeing a shadow. Yeah. But he didn't know if it was his eyes playing tricks on him. So that was kind of scary, you know? But it was also, uh, it shows you that there could be some paranormal yeah. investigation. And I he mean, actually even activity. proved it to, you know, there's like a whole community they have and shit. Where people mm -hmm. who are skeptics and people who actually believe the supernatural. So that's why they watch his videos. And the people who are skeptics... I bet they were disappointed to find out that Shane actually, for once, and the entire channel admitted admitted it. that he there was an EVP. EVP. Yeah. Yep. So that's already a big that's thing. Really a he's a self-proclaimed skeptic. Yeah. And here he was admitting, "Hey, that was an EVP." <laughs> like some of them, he was questioning. He was saying at one point he thought he heard the the voice say Will Smith, and he was like, "Has anybody checked on Will Smith today?" But I mean, for that one specific one. Yeah, he did admit. He did yeah, he did admit. And if I am, I could be probably wrong, but if I'm correct in the video, they also show that there was a whistle in the room when, when they walked by. Yep. Oh, they could have As they're walking through and they're <laughs> like, well, I know that there's people working on, on maintenance, but they they were ordered to work away from us. Yeah. And you could hear it like if the person was right next to them. Yeah. So I don't think it would have been the maintenance people yeah. either. And you so, could tell what a whistle sounds like in an echo. Yeah, that was, that that was, was like, like right there. Yeah. So it's kind of crazy. And it, the thing is that most people like to say, oh, it was an add-on. It didn't sound like an add-on. I know what an add-on is supposed to sound like, even when it's lowered. That shit well, sounded like it was at a perfect distance, almost close to them, like right down near him. Just like when they were in the uh, cell block 8, cell 49, <laughs> uh, they were there because it was in that specific cell that it had been reported that there was a vicious murder where one of the inmates, Joseph Havel, stabbed his cellmate, George Koff, with a uh, pair of scissors. So they went in there and videotaped in the cell with a spirit box, which he claimed at that point that it uh, switches channels uh, every 1,500th of a second. Yeah. Making white noise that spirits could talk through easier. Yeah. So when he's talking about channels, he's actually talking about all the different frequencies you can pick up on the radio. 
Okay. And all the existing frequencies as well. So there's, let me tell you, there's actually almost every single fucking phrase you could think of in the human in the English or human language, really, right? Oh. The human tongue can be projected into them. Wow. That's just the thing. And to do 50, about 1,500th of a second, that's a lot. That means this could, the words may be clearer. Mm-hmm. Which they were. I, I, I thought, I mean... Now, these type of equipments are very I understand. I understand <laughs> that Shane was trying to... It was Shane the skeptic, right? Mm-hmm. I understand that Shane was trying to say that, hey, it could be power of suggestion. You, you hear what you think, and then somebody else is going to hear what you said type of deal. But in my opinion, they sounded very crystal clear to me. Oh, yeah. And it was like the same voice doing it, not like yeah. you were hearing different voices. Yeah. Sound like you were speaking to the same entity each and every time. Yep. And it was crazy because when they asked if there was a spirit in the room, they heard, oh boy, get out. And then when they asked who was stabbed in there, they heard George. Or who who, who stabbed in there. Not who was stabbed because he yeah. stabbed the other guy. Or no, it was George that was stabbed. Okay, so yeah. He, who was stabbed in there? They heard George. Yeah. So, I mean, that's a coincidence. That's I'm a big coincidence. coincidence. That you're going to, out of nowhere, hear the word George. It's like, wow, George okay. was stabbed in there. Yeah. So that's, that's, that's too much of a coincidence, if you ask me. Um, another active area that they experimented or investigated in was uh, Block 15th, which is the death row. Right. Uh, where there's always reports of even shadows running. They asked if someone was there, and they legit heard a scream. That would have made me freaking shit my pants. <laughs> <laughs> and then they Fuck, stepped man. into one of the cells, and you could hear it audibly in the video. I'm sure you remember. Yeah. Like a little whimper sound. Like, yeah, it was like a very faint whimper. Like, oh, man, come on, dude. Like, <laughs> yeah. about, you remember how we, we had the... A guest over, I think it was Mr. Jim Winchester, right? For the Salem witch trials? Yes. Remember how I was mentioning the death whistle? Hmm? Yeah. What if someone would have been a fucking idiot? But or let me just say, let me just clarify that. What if there would have been someone that just that big of an asshole and a moron to literally blow a death whistle inside of the state penitentiary? God damn. All two investigators are trying to look for shit. <laughs> really? Yeah. Come you're on. You're really trying to... <laughs> man, you're, you're trying to get a <laughs> You're really Shit. being a dick, man. That's and a dick. It sounds like a fucking scream, like a chilling scream. So horrible. Oh man, the I Aztec saw death, death whistle is what it was. That the, the Aztec death whistle. You're right. Now I saw another video that um, it was in 1999. A demonologist by the name of Lou Gentili, hmm. he explored and he reported <laughs> first when he walked in there was a certain cell. That he walked in and he could uh, smell rotting meat smell in that. Yeah, but there was nothing there, was There it? was nothing there. In cell block 12, he was actually thrown against the wall. Or claims. It looked legit. I'm not going to say, oh, I see strings or he looks like he just toppled over or whatever. Religion. He kind of, like, with force, he was knocked into a wall. Um, He recorded an EVP of what he calls a demon wailing, which it really does send chills. Yeah, it's it's I I'm not even gonna try to imitate it because it will never sound anything like what it sounded like. Right. I I mean these videos are on YouTube, guys. So if you guys wanna, yeah, it's you know, possible because believe it or not, <laughs> I have seen it on another video or YouTube channel that makes you know videos upon his his personal uh, haunted house mm-hmm. because houses haunted. He's living there with his family, and you know actually shout out to Zia because she was the one who showed me this video. Oh. Yep. Okay. And. The guy was literally pushed. There's no faking that. There's absolutely no fucking way of faking that. The guy was pushed. Well, that's what this one. So this just that hearing this actually does not make me think that it's any impossible for him to get pushed. Now check this out though. (laughs) He went back a year later. His purpose. He was like, I'm gonna drive these demonic spirits out of here because he claims they're demonic spirits. Right. Um. He took a picture in the hallway, and you could see like. It filled with orbs. And many people would say that's dust or whatever. No, you could see the dust in the picture. Oh, yeah. You see orbs. <laughs> it's it's different. It's completely different. Now, in cell block 13, the demonic activity increased dramatically while he was visiting it there. Yeah. He took a picture while he was there, and it's like the room was full of orbs. 
um, Gentili went back to cell block 12, asking them to manifest. And when he asked if they wanted him to bless the area, his hand started to like, it looks like it started to seize and it just flew against the wall and hit it. And, uh, basically at that point he was like, fuck this shit, I'm out and walked yeah. out and he refuses to ever go back there. I don't blame him. <laughs> I really don't blame him. Another YouTuber, uh, Omar Gosh TV visited it. You do. I watch a lot of these things. <laughs> Interesting. Well, yeah. He visited I haven't it. seen this video, so. Oh, he, uh, watch it. It's, I mean, yeah. In cell block 11 is where a man named Sidney Ware was housed. While he's uh, while Omar's explaining this on the recording, yeah, uh, the sound of a cough was heard. So it was like a man coughing. Yeah, he presumes that it was Sydney because hey, they've mentioned me. Right. You know. Uh, you never know. And I mean, you hear it on the video. No, I mean, like you never know who it is. We you never know, know who it is. Said. It could have been anybody. Yeah. But it just it it was ironic that right when he was mentioning this is a cell where a man named Sydney Ware was it's housed, <laughs> it all of a sense. sudden, <clears throat> I mean, yeah. and it sounds like it's right there in that cell. Yeah, maybe he died of tuberculosis. You never know. We would have to check that in the records. Yeah. Who knows? It might be. I'll probably try to pull up the records if they even show his name. Now, another video that I saw from Mindseed TV. I don't know if you saw that one. I don't think I have. They uh, actually spent the night behind bars to try and make contact. Just as they were setting up their equipment, they had an EMF machine determining where to try something. And the machine started beeping, indicating a spirit. I mean, just as they were setting up. They ended up in the punishment chamber, which is underneath the prison. Right. And there they noted it. The, the, the temperature dropped like 20 to 30 degrees instantly the minute you walked in that room. Yeah. Anybody would say, hey, it's Pennsylvania, Philadelphia. It's cold. It makes no sense how the top would have to be very... Not only you know, that, but they were saying it wasn't that cold that when, they, when they were there visiting. Yeah. So it didn't explain for that temperature drop the way it did. It was just an eerie drop in the temperature in that in that area from the moment they stepped in it. So that was already kind of, you know, weird. Mm. Now, while, while there, one of the guys saw something move in the corner. In the video, you can clearly see a shadow move across the hallway. I mean, it's the creepiest shit. They set up a spirit box in the hallway, and you hear, I'm here, stop it. He kept saying, stop, stop, stop it, stop. They asked him to say it again, and he said it again. They asked, stop what? And the spirit said, stop shooting. They asked it his name, and he said, what's it to you? I mean, <laughs> it's it's responding. No, and it's responding to you. Yeah. It's not like it's saying random words, horse, fly, shoe. Right. I mean. But it was just so <laughs> ironic that out of all the entire things that it could say, what's it to you? Makes That's you think I'm, it's Capone, don't it you? It really does, because what's it to you? What's you know, it it's kind of hard to find channels that get, just say, what's it to you? Yeah, I mean that's kind of that's like the most biggest Chicago and at the and at the speed that they're moving, yeah, you're not gonna catch something legible like that, you know, something that you could actually understand so well that makes sense to what you're asking. This is a spirit communicating. Could have well been Capone. But check when they uh, asked it his name again, it said "Get out, both of you." And then they kept saying like, you know, we're just trying to communicate, and it said, "I'm sorry." I mean, it's like. They then, I mean, they're, they're, they got fucking balls of steel, yeah. decided to spend each of them time alone in solitary confinement cells. So they spent about 30 to 45 minutes completely hole. alone in the hole. Oh, shit. <laughs> uh, Casey used a digital recorder in his, and Steve uh, was just recording. Yeah. Steve, he claimed to hear a low rumble while it was, he was in the cell, which you could hear it on the recording. Right. Like a like, like a just dead ass rumble, dude. <laughs> and then, um, while they're in the cells doing this, and they're kind of separated from each other, it's not like they picked cells next door to each right. other. Um, they each heard a bang, like metal clanging, and they come out of the cells because they're like, "What the fuck was that?" You know, and they ask each other, "Hey, had you made that noise?" And they both said no. And they both said that it really came like it was coming from upstairs. Yeah. 
And while they're saying this, you could hear it again. So, and Steve is telling how he saw Shadow while he was in the cell. And while discussing this, their video captures uh, a Shadow shoot across behind them. Oh, shit. They brought out a thermal detector and they caught what appeared to be a head peeking out, out, out of one of the cells. So that's some freaky shit. That is some freaky shit. Like, it's, <laughs> it's normal one second and all of a sudden you see this, like, orangey-red just... Just peek out yeah. and go back in. No, like, that's fucking weird. Like it's watching you kind of deal. That's freaky, you know? So they, like I said, with their balls of steel, decide that they're going to go into that cell where the head came out of. <clears throat> when they put the thermal detector there, they see something that looks like a shadowy cloud. Yeah. Just hovering and moving in that cell. They put the thermal detector down, show you the cell. There's nothing there. There's nothing to explain anything doing that. Mm. Put the thing up back up, and you mm. could see it again. It's just there. So they decide to get closer to it. Yeah, that's a pretty bold steel move. <laughs> and while there, they're using the EMF detector. And as they're pushing towards it, the cloudy figure, you could still see it there. They said that they felt ice cold immediately. Mm. So, shit, you know? Um... But you can, like, all these shadows, you can actually see them on there. And there's no reason for them to be making, you know, for, for you to be seeing these shadows. There's no lights. There's no nothing. Yeah. No reflections. It's, it's just pure. Bizarre. It's just pure, pure shadow. Yeah. In the shadows, among the shadows. <laughs> kind of deal. <laughs> uh, there's another video of, like, it's supposed to be the team from Ghost Hunters. You remember that old show, the Taps yeah, Crew, I remember that. <laughs> I remember that and and the teams from Ghost Adventures. Interesting. Yeah, I mean, not that they went together, but it shows you clips from both of their episodes. Yeah. When they visited the Eastern State Penitentiary, and uh, it shows you their experiences. Now, the uh, Ghost Adventures guys decide to go into the Al Capone cell, mm. and. As they're discussing him and saying, oh, this was his cell and he was known for this and blah, blah, blah. There's a noise in the cell behind them. Fuck, yeah. <laughs> it's like acknowledging, like, here I am. You know, I haven't left. Kind of deal. At least that's what I interpret from Right. It. Now, each of these teams spent the night at the prison. And both teams did record different strange noises while they would be in the cells. Right. Noises with no explanation. Because you know that they're there to kind of like debunk if there's any ghost thing yeah. or record legitimate ghost, uh, ghost caught on screen. So yeah. if they're telling you and they're showing you that there's no cause for these noises, then that's where it starts to be like, well, then what made this noise? So they both reported the same thing. Uh, Jason from the Ghost Adventures, uh, I mean, Ghost Hunters Taps crew yeah. saw a shadow. Uh, I mean, they vacated the area and uh, where they saw the shadow. Not that they left, but they vacated that area. Yeah. They left recorders. And almost immediately, as soon as they had left, it, when they played back the recorders, you could hear like disembodied voices, like multiple voices talking where you can't really understand what they're saying, but it's like there's something there. Yeah. Um, there was another YouTuber, Underworld Ghost Hunters, that even got a video of a ghost running from a cell to another cell in the hallway. What the fuck? You could see it. Just like a black shadow. Just go from one cell to the next door one. And it's in the dark. So what the hell are you looking at? You know? When he's when they see that, they he like goes up to make sure it's not somebody. And there's right. nobody there. So what the fuck just did that? You know? Now, one of my favorite videos that I saw was actually from a show called Portals to Hell um, that would star uh, Jack Osborne, Ozzy Osborne's oh, son. Shit, yeah. As well as Katrina Weedman, which used to be one of the original crew from the Taps yeah. uh, Ghost Ventures, or Ghost Hunters. <laughs> right. I keep mistaking them. Um, they are the hosts that will go into different quote-unquote haunted places that are supposed to be portals to hell and just investigate it. And they, on one episode, visited the Eastern State Penitentiary. Now, here's the thing. I mean, before they go in there, they speak to 
a gentleman named Zach that was a witness right. to some of the paranormal activity in this place. Yeah. He used to be a skeptic. He said after his experience here, he now believes completely. Shit. Because he says that he was visiting when he felt something cold against his back. So he turned to see what it was, and when he turned, he heard a giggle. And then heard someone say, watch your back. So when he turned back, he says he saw a shadow figure with red eyes, and then it just kind of, poof, disappeared on him. Now, yeah, when he's explaining this to them, they're like, really? Because, like, what Jack said was, what he... What what really struck him was the fact that this guy used to not believe, and now he does. So it it was that real to him that he now believes. Yeah. So they decide to investigate, as I said. Uh, they enter the prison, or the penitentiary, right. and immediately their REM pod starts going berserk. Like... Yeah, there's no, there's no, even, there's no even point to even bringing that there. <laughs> They bring in Michelle Belangi, who is a psychic medium, and she does her swi- psychic sweep, which uh, basically what that means is she'll walk the place, not really get any information from anybody, even though who, everybody knows the Easter State Penitentiary. Yeah. But she doesn't get any specific information. She'll walk through, and she'll tell you what she sees, what she feels. I mean, <clears throat> immediately she's as she's walking through, she gets a presence, which she says is a gentleman in, like, a white uh, jail outfit with his hands behind his back and a cloth hood over his head. We know that when they were transported, they were what? With a cloth hood over their head. So she was right there. They go into the hospital wing where there's a knocking noise and a grumble. So they decide to set up a geosport machine. Which, uh, on the Geosport machine, it kind of works like the spirit box. Yeah, in a sense. In the sense where the spirits can communicate through it and through radio frequencies. Right. So they ask for a name and hear, who are you? Oh, yeah. Damn. They ask for what part of the building, uh, what that part of the building was used for, and you can clearly hear the spirits say, hospital. They hear a knocking noise behind them. So they turn the machine volume down, wanting to, like, right. what was that, you know? Right. As they're listening, their equipment volume all of a sudden goes all the way up on its own, which stuns them because, as Katrina explains on the video, the knob isn't something that's, like, a frequency that they right. can control. You literally have to turn it with your hands. Yeah. So, wow, for the spirit to be able to actually, actually control that. Control that, yeah. You know, so that was already big. While they're in one of the hallways, they ask if there was a presence there to make themselves known. And as they are walking away, one of their producers tells them how he was going to take a shot of them walking through the door. And he heard menacing whispers from multiple people right next door to him. When they see the playback, you could clearly hear it's like, like, like they're. You can't really distinguish what they're saying, but it's several people just like whispering. So that's, that's some freaky shit. Um, now as they're watching this, a light suddenly comes on one, uh, one of the second level cells and they're in the dark. Hmm. They ask it to turn off the light. And when obviously the spirit doesn't turn it off, both Jack and Katrina start to like taunt them. Oh, you're going to tell me that with as many spirits are in here, you can't turn off that light again. And uh, they also tell them that, it, you know, we have the power. We can send somebody in here to make you go away. And suddenly you hear like this really loud bang coming from away from them. Yeah. So then they ask it to make another noise. And that's when they capture a shadow up here about five or six feet above the cell door. Mm-hmm. And uh, that they following basically that shadow, they proceeded into the dungeon area where another loud bang could be heard. I'd be walking the fuck out i'm sorry <laughs> yeah but so jack then asks it to make the noise again and immediately on on camera on video the loud bang is captured hmm. they place two flashlights on the stairs leading into the dungeon and both of these are off you know they made sure they were off then they asked yeah. the spirits 
to touch the flashlight and make it turn on. Uh, they're like, it's not happening. They're like, what the fuck's going on? So Katrina asked them to give her one really good noise if they understand what's being asked of them. Huge loud bang happens at that moment. Damn. Yeah. So they decide to investigate where that noise was coming from. And as they step into this, tell me if this sounds familiar, Jack says, man, it smells like a dead animal in here. Yep. (laughs) When reviewing their tapes, they see a shadow move in front of their uh, setup light in the hallway. Katrina goes even to that spot trying to see what caused this light, and there's nothing there that they could explain what happened. I mean... It's it's just freaky shit that happened during their visit there, and it's all caught on video. You could see it all. I mean, it's they they looked like they were scared while they were there. Shit. Another one that I saw. See, this is like there's so much info on the Eastern State Penitentiary and their hauntings that it's crazy. But there was a haunted encounters video, um. On cell block four, one of the crew, Jordan, begins to communicate with the spirits via the EVP machine. In the playback, as she begins talking to them, you could hear someone say, rape her. Yeah. Uh, she asks, at, uh, without really hearing the uh, responses, she, this, she's just asking and then yeah. hearing it later. But she asks, are you a murderer? Playback shows the voice saying, Not yet. She asks, what are you in here for? And the playback shows it saying, rape. (laughs) What the fuck? So when she's in there hearing this, the playback, she's like, okay, now I'm freaked out because I'm a girl. And there's a male guy in here saying rape her and that he's in here for rape and that he has not yet murdered someone. She's like, I'm really getting scared, you know? Understandably. She hears voices and footsteps right outside the closed door of the cell. There was no one around. She's recording this on her fucking camera, so it's not like there's crew members. Like, I'm sure there's crew members to the the show, but when they do this, they're not in the area. These people are doing their investigations. Yeah. So for her to hear that, yeah, no. She decided to come out at that point. She was like, okay, this is a little too much for me. Yeah. Um, their next step heads them into the hospital wing where they attempt to communicate. So they do something called time regression. Yeah. Where they basically recreate a scene that would have been common in that area for the, uh, for the penitentiary. Yeah. So what they did was they put on doctor and nurse outfits and one of the gentlemen was pretending to be the patient on one of the tables. Right. And they're trying to basically recreate the scene of an, in, uh, of an inmate that was dying of like tuberculosis and needed to have surgery done and what have you. Yeah. And they set up the EVP to record any responses that they would be getting while this is happening. As they're reenacting these, these, you know, this whole scenario. Yeah. The EVP machine keeps lighting. Beep, 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 indicating that there's responses being recorded. Yeah. So they continue to act saying like, oh, uh, they've, uh, doctor, we've lost so many already. Uh, what's one more? And the doctor's like, yeah, we shouldn't even bother with these guys. But we're, we're, we're going to lose them if we don't hurry up and cut into him and remove this and blah, blah, blah. You know, they're going through their whole thing. When they're done, they play back the audio. And when they, at, at the point that they had said, we're going to have to do surgery, a voice in the recording says, that's going to help. When they said, I don't know why it took so long to bring you in here, or why it took them so long to bring you in here, the recording said, help him, he's coughing. I mean, it's like, like they said, it's such a coincidence that that's what it says that makes so much sense to the questions that they're yeah. asking. I mean, that's... Tell help me... Help him, he's coughing. Dude, that spirit really cares. They were they they were theorizing that maybe it was one of the doctors that maybe had died at the prison for maybe tuberculosis or whatever that stayed there trying to help the patients. So yeah, it would make also, sense. Yeah, it could also just be a genuine good inmate that just so happened to kill himself because he was drunk and insane. 
Remember, some things, some things can set you to jail even for the stupidest reasons. You could steal a fucking candy bar and practically still go to jail. Yeah, but supposedly the men that were at this prison were more than just stealing candy bars. So, this is a penitentiary. This is something that you're getting sent to for years. Not just a little minor... <laughs> oh, yeah, no, I get that. But maybe someone did something for the right reason, just the wrong thing to do. Gotcha. You know what I mean? Gotcha. Okay, like, that say sense. that... I don't know. Let's put a scenario. Like, you're... Your sister, right? She mm -hmm. is having a trouble with this guy who keeps forcing himself on her and shit like that to the point where he's now done the deed. Okay. Right? And you as a husband, uh, not as a husband, as a big brother, right? Sorry, uh -huh. I don't know why I said husband. You as a big brother are very protective in that sense that you right now want to hurt this man. And maybe you might slip up out of anger and accidentally kill this guy. Maybe the worst way possible, it doesn't matter. You still kill the person. Yeah. That's technically enough to put you in jail. Oh, definitely. No matter what. So maybe they have one of those there, and maybe he died, and he just genuinely cares. Yeah, I, I see your point. You know what I mean? Because, again, we don't know what's going on, on the other side. Yes, although it's highly probable that it could have been a doctor. Don't get me wrong. Maybe a doctor that actually genuinely cares about these patients, too. I mean, it would make sense, because yeah. when he says, that's going to help, it's like, he's sure, yes, if you do the surgery, that's going to help. help. And then, you know, oh, help him, he's coughing. It just, it, it makes sense that it would be someone, either a doctor or a nurse or something, that... There's someone with a medical experience. Yeah, and it, they just so happen to be in the hospital wing, so it yeah. kind of makes sense, you know? But who knows? We'll never know. Because I know that, there, you got to remember, there's also many people who have died in, in oh, yeah. the hospital ring, so that's why I even brought up the fact that it could have been just a caring inmate. Because at this point, you don't even know how many people have died in that specific room. Yeah, you're right. You're absolutely right. You make a good point. You know what I mean? So, yes, although it's... Because I know that also some guards and and some of the people in the in the hospital wing died. That's really yeah. Oh, yeah. I don't know. Tuberculosis was like a huge thing it, at that time. It, during that time, it had no cure. It was yeah. running rampant. Yeah. A lot of people So, died I would not it. doubt it that even a simple doctor from the, from the hospital wing could have died at any moment. Yeah, you're right. So, so in that else? sense, it, yeah, like I said, it's just, it could go both ways, really. It could, I'm probably leaning higher towards the fucking fact of the, of the hospital doctor. Now, that. one thing's for sure. With all the videos that we've seen and the many more that we haven't, there's definitely proof, there's definitely proof that there's something there. And that is not natural. Yeah, you actually do make a point on all those things. And while we're at it, let me mention something that I wish they would have done in some of these videos. Is I have, I, like you said, they probably could have more. Oh, there's definitely there's many definitely more. There's definitely many more. But I haven't still seen a, something like that. So, <clears throat> there was a spirit box experiment that was conducted in a specific park called the Eastis Park. Or the Estes Park. Okay. Right? Yeah, it was known as the SB7 spirit box experiment. And it's one of the most latest innovations in paranormal investigations. Oh, like that. okay. It was named the Estes Method. Due to where the method was conceived. Perhaps it was a little bit off the shine because it was first used in the Estes Park, Colorado, in the hollowed halls of the infamous Stanley Hotel. Okay. So, yeah. It all began literally in 2016, so it's not something that was old. It all began in January 16, when Carl Pfeiffer, I think I've seen that right, also a part of the 2019 docu uh, docuseries, Connell Randall and Michelle Tate were brainstorming on a new way to make contact. What became the Estes Method began as a simple concept. What if they isolated noise, just noise in general, from an SB7, SB7 spirit box, right? Mm hmm That fed that into the person, making them the receiver, meaning that I could be blindfolded right now. And ha I, I could literally have a specific headphone or whatever that goes and specifically what I'm hearing on it. I hear nothing from the outside. I'm completely isolated, right? And you were to ask one question to the ghost. I have to respond to you now because I'm the one re reading. I'm the one who's taking the answers. I saw that in the um. Twenty eight days. Uh yes, the, the they did it. They that's did it. That's right. Now think of it like this. This is like a more kind of bootleg version of an actual psychic ability. Okay. The reason being is because you obviously don't have a psychic to communicate, so you need to find an exact answer. What better to answer to have than from a more Technologically driven psychic, in a sense. 
Okay. Yeah, it makes sense. So I will be the one who literally is the vessel in which they will speak from, and you would be the person who asking the questions. It kind of sounds like a medium, doesn't it? Yeah. They just, since they're not actual mediums, mm -hmm. they got to basically, with, with, with technology's technology. aid, yep. open up that consciousness part of their brain yes. to be able to communicate. Absolutely. Now, there's okay. a dangerous concept that most psychics like to use, and even people who are not psychics, and it's called the, oh my God, the self-deprivation tank. Basically like Eleven and, and Stranger Things. Absolutely. What you don't know is an actual thing. It okay. taps in into more than just your consciousness. It taps into whatever is wrong, energy-wise, stuff like that. Oh, okay. This is, like, one of the most coolest, the most scariest. This is a self-deprivation tank, which means there's no light coming in. You literally just lay in a bath of water full of a specific amount of salt enough to make your body float. You are literally in tiny space, is what it feels like. Wow, Okay. And that sense, you lose all senses of reality as, as we speak. And now you're tapping into something else. Shit. Okay. Yeah. So even those who have no psychic abilities can experience it. Although it's one hell of a fucking ride. Oh, I, but yeah. you raise a good point. I wonder if they've used any of these techniques in right. there. Because the self-deprivation tank, although it's not like the Estes method, you can still get your answers. But other people won't know exactly if you get your answers right. Meanwhile, if you were to have someone else actually... Tell them to you without actually hearing your question raises. How the fuck did they heard that? Yeah. And on top of that, they also recorded the actual, oh. you know, the actual thing speaking. They just put it afterwards. Okay. You see what I mean? Yeah. So that sense is more of a, okay, this is not fake. Let's just prove a point. Let's make it as authentic as possible in the most technological psychonetic uh, way. That's that, That's these methods. I wish there was a video out there. If there is, I need to hear about it right now. But I really want to see the Estes method actually being conducted in the Eastern Penitentiary. Shit. Because imagine that. Yeah, you that would... all these answers. And what if guys, uh, the guy said, what's it to you? Or what's it to you? I don't know where. How the fuck you, like, yo, how do you even hear my question? Yeah, right? It's you know like, what I mean? Yeah, that's, that's kind of crazy, yeah. And sometimes it's not just in front of them. Sometimes it can be distant. Sometimes it can be the, even in the room next door where the wall is completely concrete. And they're not too far away from them, so they can still pretty much get their answers. Interesting. Yeah. I guess we'll have to, like, look it up some more and oh, see yeah. if there's any any uh, paranormal investigators that have tried these methods oh, yeah. over at the Eastern State Penitentiary. Absolutely. If you guys want to find out more about it, and if there even is, you guys can search it up yourself on YouTube. Estes Method. E-S-T-E-S. -E Estes Method. Just like that. If you guys can find any videos, please, by all means necessary, just submit it and we'll take a look at it. Definitely. Um, so with everything that we know, do you believe that the Eastern State Penitentiary is haunted? That's a fucking underestimated question. I think definitely is haunted. With all, it, Even just knowing... I mean, obviously, I'm a like we already know that I'm a believer in the supernatural. Yes. I'm not like a hard ass skeptic in that sense, but definitely, definitely, even the biggest of skeptics can admit when there's something the there. Something's going on there. <coughs> Shame. <laughs> Shame. Yeah. But oh yeah, I, I definitely believe. I still want to visit, but like I said, I'll do it during the daytime. Yeah. Ain't no way in hell you're catching my ass in that place at night. Yeah. Totally isolated and shit. No, thank Fuck you. That. Fuck this shit. I'm out. Kind of deal. But uh, yeah, so this has been our episode on the Eastern State Penitentiary. Absolutely. If you guys have been there and have anything that you want to share with us, um, I mean, if you know more about this place than we do, you're an ESP pro, by all means, then definitely you, you know that you can reach us and let us know. Um, we definitely want to hear from you. What do we got planned for next week? I have no idea, but you know what? Let's just raise a real question. Hmm. If you guys do happen by knowing any of these things personally, you can also go ahead and submit it to us. And, you know, it gave me an idea. What if we did kind of made either a live or an episode on people's answers? Ha! Huh. I mean, we definitely have a few listener submission type episodes yeah. coming up. Um, I know that coming up, we uh, further down the line, we've got a an episode on ghost stories. Mm. 
and not just your typical campfire girl stories. Yeah. We we're going to mention it weeks ahead so that our listeners will have time to submit to us their real life ghost stories. Yeah. What they've encountered and experienced. So that's going to be an interesting one. It's going to be an interesting one. But for next week, we're actually going to be visiting the Conjuring universe. Oh yeah. And I know what you're thinking. Ah, it's an episode about movies. But no, it's not just an episode about movies. Mm -hmm. Keep in mind that the Conjuring universe is built on true stories, on, you know, based on true stories kind of deal. A lot of it having to do with Ed and Lorraine Warren, the world's most renowned demonologists. Yeah. So, I mean, and paranormal investigators. Yeah. So, definitely, I mean, these are not just, you know, whatever little stories, whatever movies that somebody yeah. cooked up in their imagination. This is some based on true story shit, and it's scary as fuck, and I'm mm -hmm. really excited to dig deep with explicit and on this uh and on that episode we will have twisted vic joining us as well mm. so this has got to be an interesting one you definitely don't want to miss next week absolutely um in the meantime like i said you guys need to communicate with us and let us know like i said anything that we've discussed let us know if you want a shout out on our next episode you know the deal guys uh you could reach us on Gmail at witchyweedpodcast at gmail.com. You could re reach us on Facebook at witchyweedpodcast. Uh, Instagram, witchy underscore weed underscore podcast. Send us a tweet, witchy underscore weed. Find us on Discord, witchyweedpodcast. So uh, in the meantime, guys, I hope that your 2023 is horrifically fantastic. <laughs> And in the meantime, stay lit, witches. Mm -hmm.